Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Enjoy listening and watching as addiction experts Mark Sheeran and I cover controversial as well as helpful topics on addiction, how to move past it, and other related subjects. As two of the co-founders of the Freedom Model, Mark and I will give you a completely new perspective on the topics that matter to you. We will take to task the Recovery Society's lies and misinformation and replace them with facts, research, and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Addiction Solution. I'm Michelle Dunbar. And I'm Mark Sheeran. And we wrote the Freedom Model with Stephen Slate. And uh, Michelle wrote the Freedom Model for the family. Yes. Um, okay. So let's talk about, we got a little housekeeping to do here in the beginning. Um, we're doing something really special for people. A lot of you know about, and some of you may not know about, our uh, Move Past Addiction Masterclass. And that's an hour masterclass. We give it every week. It's free. Uh, we give it on Thursday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. And then for those that are listening, you won't see this. But for those that are watching, there's a QR code right here. I'm pointing to it. Yep. Um, if you're watching this on a PC, you can use your phone and hit that. And it'll take you right to the registration page for the masterclass. Um, if you're not on a PC and you're just on your phone, go to thefreedommodel.org and a pop-up will happen and you'll be able to um, register for that. If for some reason the pop-up doesn't happen, it's the very top uh, option on our homepage is the masterclass as well. So we make it very easy to find. So what the masterclass does is it gives a ton of information about why the freedom model is more effective than uh, other models and for getting over a substance use problem. But also we give examples of two lessons. Um, so you can see how the Freedom Model online program works. Um, and we also do a little coaching in there as well. So um, I think it's it's a, a great synopsis of the various options we have, but you'll also be blown away by the information. We're going to go over a couple of myths and debunk them with you uh, in that masterclass. We also explain if you're somebody that's gone to treatment or you've been in and out of recovery mm -hmm. and recovery meetings, yeah. you know, you can feel like a real failure. You can feel like you're that constitutionally incapable person or that there's something really broken inside of you. And none of that is true. And so we go over exactly why you are still struggling and that if you've just been given the wrong information. It's not your fault. Yeah. So, um, and one of the benefits of going to the masterclass and they're massive, by the way, is we're trying here at the freedom model to make, uh, help for an addiction or we call it a substance use problem, um, affordable. Yeah. And so the online program that we offer, which is a massive amount of information, we're talking over a hundred, uh, video tutorials. We go through this entire, this entire uh, curriculum, 470 pages in video form. Plus there's additional like lessons there as well. Um, three additional like sections that aren't in the book. That's right. And we also do some uh, monthly coaching as well, uh, which we're actually going to be doing today. Today is Wednesday. Yes. Um, and uh, so you get a whole bunch of value and 
if you take the masterclass, you get 50% off the online program. It goes from $450 to $225 for a complete addiction solution. Um, and you can do it from home. You don't, and you do it at your pace. Yes. And your schedule. And that we also offer now, which is new. So if you've taken the masterclass in the past, be looking for an email today um, with a coupon code, um, which will give you 20% off the full coaching program. Um, we, we decided we were going to make that offer to masterclass, uh, people that have enrolled in the masterclass. If you haven't enrolled yet, that's a great reason to enroll. The coaching program is you're working one-on-one with a freedom model coach. Um, and, and the, like, what's really great about the coaching program is you're, you're learning. So you get your assignments, you, you read some chapters, you watch some videos cause you get the online program as well with the coaching program. And then you get to apply what you're learning in real time yeah. because you're living your life. When you go to a rehab, when you go to a residential yeah. program and you're away for a month, what you're doing is you're, you're basically kicking that can down the road because one of the reasons you probably like intoxication is because of the problems you have in your life. You're trying to escape it. So when you go away to, to a rehab, a lot of people will say, well, it's easy not to drink and drug when I'm in rehab because I'm basically on a very expensive vacation, a very expensive, bad vacation. Like it's not even a fun vacation. You can get better benefits from going on a actual vacation. Um, and so, so what the freedom model helps you to do is you're in your life. So you're, you're learning how to solve problem solve without substances. And you're also being able to measure, am I actually getting the benefits from this heavy use that I thought I was getting? It's just tremendous to be able to learn in real time and apply it. And it, it usually happens. I mean, we usually get people through the full curriculum in four to six weeks. And you can see the change as it happens. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's massive. It's massive. Uh, so you're going to go through this and again, this entire curriculum in that coaching program. So you get 20% off, which is almost a thousand dollars off if yeah. you go to the master class. So please uh, register for the free master class. And uh, yeah, so yeah, we we'd love to work with you. So today we're going to talk about. Mm. Um, We've had a lot of requests for this. Yeah. Uh, behavioral addictions. Now yep. we don't use the word addiction and substance use. We, we call it substance use instead of an addiction. Uh, because as you all know, uh, a compelled behavior that overtakes your free will does not in reality exist, but there's no real, we're going to use the word addiction in this one because, um, when it comes to behavioral addictions, there's no real word for it that, that we've designed right habit habitual behaviors and and when we use the word habit we will use that throughout the 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 podcast but when we use it up front people tend to say we're being dismissive so we'll start with the addiction word and we'll probably end with with something else um i want to talk a little bit about uh being very careful about defining what we're talking about so when we're talking about sexual addiction we are not talking about pedophilia the freedom model has zero opinion ideas except for protecting children yes um so our stance is very clear but we don't 
we leave that up to law enforcement. So if you if you are a pedophile and you want help with that, we're probably not the model for that because we would be a mandatory reporter on that. That's the stance on protecting children. Um, having lived through it myself, that's the way I have to I have to deal with that as a policy. Um, but when it comes to consenting adults or pornography or things like that, we'll talk openly about that and being able to help people with that. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, drugs are illegal, but when it comes to children, it's a different situation entirely. Um, well, I think what we're talking about is the difference between victim and victimless crimes. Yeah. Um, yes. you know, a victimless crime is, is, you know, getting drunk every night, right. And, uh, or, or getting high or, um, things like that. And, and yes, people steal to get high and things like that. Of course, we don't advocate that behavior. But when we're talking, the reason we have to qualify this is because a, a portion of getting over the problem actually requires you to set aside your personal judgments of the behavior and yourself. Um, and, and so when we're talking about sexual addictions, sexual preferences, so to speak, like, uh, like strong preference for a certain behavior. So you're doing it and it's, you feel like it's causing problems within your life. Um, whether that's watching pornography or masturbation or getting, um, prostitutes or going to strip clubs, um, you know, we want, it's important for people to understand that, if they're beating themselves up about this because they feel like it's morally wrong, that could actually be blocking them from figuring out how to solve the problem. Yeah. So there's a nuance here with morality that I wanted to talk about also as a, as a caveat. So some of you out there belong to religions that mm. will require you to feel guilty because they view this as a sin. I, I grew up Catholic and that would be the stance that the Catholic church would have. Yep. Um, and and the freedom model has no opinion on morality. And so if you have a moral code that requires you to feel guilty, um, then for the time that you're working with the freedom model on this problem, you'll have to take the morality issue and set it on a table along with the guilt and shame. Yeah, and just set it aside. Just set it aside. Now, that's not to say we are against morality. Right. Uh, we have no opinion about morality. I, morality is for the priests, the pastors, and you to deal with on your own, um, and you're entitled to your belief system. But in order to do a proper analysis of why you enjoy or see benefit in the habit that you've developed, the preference that you've developed, um, you have to be able to set the guilt and the shame aside because it blocks you from being able to do analysis. So I just want to say that up front that we're not against morality. We're not amoral. We're not an amoral um, model. Uh, we, we see morality as, as a belief system that is necessary for some people. I have a certain moral code, for example. I do. Um, and so, but when we're analyzing things, it has to be a judgment-free zone both if you're taking, if you're having a coach, they're going to be judgment free and you will have to learn to be judgment free of yourself for a little while. You can always pick up the guilt and shame and regret later if, if you decide to do that. I decided not to do that anymore and beat myself up. But some religious beliefs believe in, you know, flogging yourself. Um, and, and that's part of the process. I, I've let that go, that part of my religion go. But some people hang on to that. 
So, but for the time of the analysis, you're going to have to just set that aside so that you can look at things very clearly. I I think, I think we can explain a little bit about why that is. Um, one of the reasons when you, if you go to chapter four and so, so when we're, you know, working with people with behavioral addictions, one of the places we have them go is chapter four, right? Because, because the goal in chapter four is let's figure out why you have this preference. And one of the reasons can be, it's a taboo behavior, Mm -hmm. you know, that can make it that much more uh, enticing and alluring and the whole secretive nature of it um, actually can add what you see as benefits to it. And, and so, so, and in some cases, people have see benefits to the self-flogging. Yes. Yes. All of this tends to be a, a very intricate distraction from, from moving forward in life. We see this, if I was to put a, a sexual habit or we'll call it the addiction, right? The sexual addiction or porn addiction or whatever it might be. Um, a lot of that is centered on people who enjoy it for the pleasure. Yeah. And then also enjoy it as a massive distraction from the responsibilities of their life because they're at that point unwilling to move forward and evolve as a person. But then it becomes painful and then the word addiction gets attached to it and it becomes something that it really is not. It becomes much more um, seemingly difficult to to move on from. The other portion of this, which is where we can move forward in the discussion is where it it becomes, oh, I lost my th- train of thought. It becomes your identity. Okay. That like mm. we have a, in, um, I, I want to say it's chapter eight or nine. We talk about everything changes. Once you see yourself as addicted, everything about you changes your, what you believe about yourself becomes your reality. And so when somebody says I'm addicted, you know, I, I'm a sex addict. I'm a sex addict. I mean, what a label to carry around with yourself, you know, right then. And especially if you have morality attached to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it it becomes your whole world feels like it's out of your control because everything hinges on this fact that you're this terrible person. Right, right, right. And where I was going to go is to the pleasure angle. Yeah. You know, people think that just because that that I've got my thought back, just because there is a a seeming inherent pleasure with orgasm, um, that it's a more difficult uh, Hmm. addiction to let go of than say a drug problem, which is they see as foreign, right? You're putting a foreign, Mm, Interesting. so you have this innate natural drive to procreate. We hear this all the time. And then I say, well, all pleasure, including orgasm is subjective. And they say, no, no, everybody likes orgasm. And I say, that's simply not true. There are people who are totally asexual. There are people who um, are celibate until they get married, even though your uh, your hormones are at their highest levels during teen to early 20s, and they may not get married till they're 40 and they remain celibate. There are priests and pastors and other people who remain celibate for life. So the pleasure they find in being celibate is obviously more um, valuable to them than the pleasure they seek, they might seek in orgasm. So 
or or a sexual relationship of any kind. So some people are, it's like uh, food addictions too. We yep. see that in food addictions where people fast. You know, I always use the, Gandhi as the example. He certainly uh, put, he saw benefits and and more benefits in fasting. Yeah, yeah. He he saw the revolution of his country from tyranny, from French tyranny, um, as more important than sustaining his body. He yeah. literally starved himself for political gain. Um, so I I think that we have to look at the fact that we have ultimate control in our mind to see pleasure however we want to see it, and and we definitely have the mindful ability to supersede sexual arousal and that sort of thing if we find it more important. Now, I'm not an advocate of abstaining from sex. That's not the point. I'm not a prude. Um, but I think that the first step is letting go of guilt. The second step is realizing that you do have the innate ability to choose something else if you found it more important. So let me pull that right into uh, a porn addiction. Let's say that you spend hours and hours watching internet porn. Uh, you may find that doing something else would be better, but you haven't given it a chance, you know, yeah. because you believe you're addicted, which well, is, goes to your goes point. goes right to that. I, so so whenever I we talk to people or we're coaching people about these kinds of addictions and, and they can include also gambling and um, food and all kinds of addictions – what we do is we guide them through that the remarkably the freedom model the vast majority of the book isn't really about substances as much as it's about the behaviors the chosen behaviors all behavior is voluntary um you know from from whether when we eat what we eat um when we have sex when we look whatever you're doing is voluntary. You can't pick up this cup of coffee without thinking about it first. Okay. So even the behaviors that seem to, to happen auto automatically because they're habit, it just means that the, that the thought process was instantaneous. It was very quick, but you still have intention. Okay. That's so, right. so right. when we're working with people, what I have them focus on is first debunking the myth that they're out of control. Yeah. Right. Let's yes. debunk that myth. Let's the the uh, even with substances which are ingested into your body, it's been shown unequivocally that people are never out of control. So you can see that in chapters one and two and appendix A and B in our book. Okay? That's right. Even when your brain is changed by the chemical action, it it uh, people stop, and they yeah. stop in the millions every year globally whether they're treated or not with changed brains. So this idea that you're hacked, you're biohacked or with sexual addiction or gambling or food, they use the same brain disease. Right. With idea, the dopamine. Dopamine that you're never going to be happy uh, without, you know, your, your chosen addiction. That's just nonsense. But when you start to believe this stuff, yeah, you begin to manifest it in the behavior. You start to, to, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely. You start to frame it as an addiction, as an addict, like Michelle was talking earlier. Now you're taking on, you're creating your own binge construct like, like a drinker does or a drugger does. It's the same exact phenomenon. Um, so, 
so we we have to bring it back into the realm of chosen behaviors that we find value in, get rid of the idea of an addict, toss that label. My God, get rid of it. it it's a it's a made up concept that is only harmful to you moving forward. Um, and then let go of the shame and guilt over here. Let go of the addict identity. What are you left with? What are you left with? You're left with, I make this choice for A, B, C, D, and E reasons. And are they valid? Am I getting out of those reasons? What I, what I think I'm getting? Is it effectively giving me a fantastic distraction from the suffering of life, which seems to be one of the main reasons people gamble, uh, struggle with porn addiction and, and uh, food. So these are distractions from the inherent suffering of life. Or you can open your mind to the possibility that, you know what, this is getting kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. And allow for that. I'll never forget Stephen when he talked about um, <laughs> him at the end living in his car and he goes, you know, and, he, and stealing, stealing, stealing baby food for, <laughs> for, for heroin, for heroin. He goes, you know. You know, it really wasn't that exciting to sleep in my car, uh, uh, boost baby uh, formula, and, and boosting baby <laughs> formula from Walmart every day and being arrested. It wasn't that exciting. Spending all day searching for for drugs, not fun. Um, and uh, and it's kind of funny because you get into that place. I did too. Yeah, did where too. you feel like I hate this now, and it's it's not that great, and I'm still, but I I feel like I have to do it. Yeah, and it, it sometimes all it takes is for you to like, just just something to click in you to think, oh wait a minute, this isn't that great, and I don't have to keep doing it, you know, and and but you have opening your mind to that possibility that maybe all this bullshit I learned about being an addict is just that it's bullshit, it's not true. Yeah. And, and I totally can stop this. I can view it differently and I can view my life differently because that's the other part of it is, is, you know, what are you, you, you're trying to escape from life. You're trying to distract yourself from a life that you literally created. So what if I open my mind to the possibility that I could create a different life? And, and so now I'm going to, bring up another thing. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, right? No. One of the things that, that really with, with porn addiction, especially we see people that, and I think the more, the morality issue comes into it here in a big way. And that is, I have to stop. Yeah, completely. I, I have to stop the have tos, the I shoulds, those sorts of things will never work. You need to know that that will work for a time period. Then you'll have a big explosion of of masturbating or whatever it is that you do. And the reason is, is because you've never addressed your want. I want to stop or I want to lower uh, the instance rate in my life. I, I want to change. Um, and so we see that with drinkers and druggers all the time. They say, you know, every time somebody told me it had to be for the rest of my life, I would drink more. Of course you would. I mean, because you're waiting for, you got to hit rock bottom and you, you literally drive yourself like a nail into the earth, you know? Um, and, and as soon as we open the possibility that, Hey, whoa, whoa, you can have a beer down the road. It's not a big deal. You can smoke pot. You can do whatever you, you could do heroin recreationally if you want to. And, and moderately people do it. Um, we're not advocating that that's what you should do. We're advocating that you can, that all people have the ability to do that. So you don't have to put yourself in a corner with forced abstinence. 
It's the difference between, I wrote this down because I didn't want to lose it. <laughs> Both Mark and I struggle with that sometimes, losing our train of thought. Yeah. It's the difference between denying yourself something you see great value in doing. So when you say, I should stop, I have to stop, and then you force yourself to stop and you use your willpower and your determination, I'm not going to do this thing. But all the while, it's the disco ball. Mark calls it the disco ball. is the shiny thing in the background that you've set aside, but you still view it as something incredibly valuable to you. And so you got to figure out what those values are and devalue it, put it in its rightful place. It's not this magical thing that is your end all be all. This is going to make my life amazing in this moment. Maybe, maybe you need to devalue it into a place that it's like, maybe it's just, maybe it's just a nice treat once in a while. Yeah. You know, and, and really viewing it differently. So, but this, look at, this is also, this is after you've already decided and, you know, let set aside this idea that you are addicted and you're out of control. Well, that's, that's and if it. you start the behavior, you're going to go off to the races, right? You gotta, you gotta get rid of the addict identity completely. Forget the word addiction compelled behavior, something of your brain is biohacked. So you have to do it. These things are lies. Yeah. They're just, they're just not true. They're not true. It's not to say that your brain doesn't react to drugs or behaviors. Of course, it's a, yeah. it's a constant recording device of everything you think. The 50,000 thoughts you have in your, in your day affects brain chemistry as do chemicals and things like that. So we're not saying that it doesn't affect, but the point is if you can change one way, you can change the other. You can change your brain the opposite direction with a thought. If it's, it's, and, and you don't have to have an equal amount of opposing thought to change your brain, by the way. There comes a day in, in everybody's life where they have a certain habit and then one day they don't have it anymore. Uh, we, we, we had it when we were kids, we would watch Barney or whatever it was when you were growing up. And then one day you just didn't care about it because the value devalued as you evolved and it wasn't important and it didn't occur to you to watch Barney anymore. You know, you turned seven or six or whatever it was. And, and the same goes for riding a bicycle. We use all these examples. So, um, you didn't have to sit there and drive your car for two years going, I'm not going to ride my bicycle. I'm not going to ride. No. One day you got in your car and you just left in the bicycle, which was a massive habit. It was your vehicle for freedom for five, six, 10 years. All of a sudden is meaningless to you. So the human mind supersedes brain chemistry. This is really important for you to know. The human mind, your thoughts, your beliefs, which drive your behaviors, which drive brain chemistry supersede. So if, if you say, I'm not an addict, I prefer to sit in front of a computer for, you know, however many hours a day, uh, masturbating to porn. Okay. Okay. Now we're talking. So at that point you say, D do I really, really, am I getting out of this? Do I, do I want to stop my life for those three or four hours a day? Or would I like to do something else? And you start exploring this, getting rid of the addict idea, getting rid of the dopamine thing. I'm, I'm a slave to my dopamine, horseshit. It's total horseshit. You need to know that you're not a slave to your brain chemistry. Your brain is a slave to your mind. So your thoughts and your behaviors are driving this. And so, you're in control of those. That's right. And, and Porn addiction is is literally just imagery within your mind. It's a yes. it's a full on fantasy. Yeah, it's not even real. So so your mind is cr creating everything. Um, so you're not. 
which so, is true even when you're with another person. It's true about sex. It's true about um, you know, right. whether you you go get prostitutes or you have serial one night stands or or whatever it is that you're doing, everything exists in your mind, which you are in control of. Okay. Now that's not to say that th spurious thoughts don't just come in because they do. And especially when we've built habits around certain mm -hmm. activities, right? Mm -hmm. yep. So, but you get to choose when that thought comes in and what importance you give it. Yeah. Whether you invest in it or not, am I going to invest in this? Now, what I, what helps too with, uh, with people, the th strange thing about this whole addiction disease premise, and now we have several generations that, that have been taught that you can become addicted to these things, right? To anything. That, right. That, that all of a sudden you're not in control anymore. And, and so it, it becomes this belief system. And then we'll get people who will say, I'll, I'll ask them this question. I'll say, what is something else you enjoy? And some people have gotten so far down this belief road of addiction. They'll tell me nothing. And I'm like, that's bullshit. That is not true. Tell me something else you like to do. Not that you like to do to this extreme, but something else that you, and you're even looking to your past that you saw value in doing that you do periodically. Somebody will say, oh, you know, I do kind of like kayaking. Okay. Well, how come you don't go out and kayak all the time, all the time? All, can you like, so your goal is you want to like the, if you want to moderate, you learn to like the thing you're doing the same as you like kayaking. Because you don't believe that kayaking in this instance, this right. example, is a need. Right. Is a need for your happiness, your deep abiding happiness. But if you believe that porn is, well, then of course you're going to use it as, as the vehicle to your And the happiness. more troubled your life becomes, the deeper you're going to go to it, the deeper you go into it, probably the more troubled your life is going to become. But the only difference between those two examples in this particular example would be that person likes kayaking less for certain reasons. So reasons. you have Figure to dig out. in what the reasons are. Why do you spend the time? Why do you feel a need? A need is a powerful word. A need to have it uh, in your life when when we switch need to want. Now we're, we've, boy, that's knocked it down a bunch of levels. And then we bring it out in the open and we are no longer shameful of it. That that knocks it down another bunch of levels. Now we've we've taken it out of the uh, despicable sort of you know world, and and then you start to look at it and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't, I'm not an addict. No, no, you're not an addict at all. You're just somebody who has been duped into believing that this has a lot of power over you, and it's bullshit. It's just bullshit. But because you believe it, it's manifested. So it's manifested in your beliefs. And therefore, you carry it out that way. And so you can change these things, but it takes it takes this process of devaluing, seeing things, rejecting the addict identity, all the things that we've, we've talked about in previous podcasts. So if you want to go through the catalog and just replace porn or food or gambling for all the drug and drinking talk that we do, it all applies. It's the same problem. It's belief-based. It is all belief-based. And I want to address something as well um, that I think is truly, truly tragic. And that is young people who, who are adolescent in their adolescence show these pro proclivities for certain behaviors, and then they get sent to 
uh, therapists and treatment programs yeah. and, and that they take on these labels and beliefs about themselves at very young ages. Um, and they may even get diagnoses and medicated. Uh, yep. And medicated. Um, and that doesn't make it any more real. Okay. All it does is it, it gives you a belief system about yourself that is entirely problematic. Yeah, it, um, it creates a distraction, medications, treatments, therapies. Those are the distractions from what? Making a decision for yourself. Making a decision of knowing that your mind is in control, that you, you are your mind and therefore you supersede your brain chemistry and all this therapy and all this circumstance and all this habit that you get to decide how it's going to manifest in your life. That's what free will is. That's what autonomy is. That's what the positive drive principle is. And all of this ex is explained in our programs and our book. It is entirely natural as an adolescent to experiment with different behaviors. And that those behaviors include sexual behaviors. They include substance use. They include, um, you know, uh, different activities, different sports, different, I mean, yeah, that's fighting, the time, being a bully, being yeah, a victim, all of it. That's the time in life where you're learning yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. And, and now we live in a society that literally clinicalizes experimentation. Okay. Yeah, living. Uh, just the, the process living. of living and figuring out who you are as a person. And so, you know, just, just keep that in mind that you're never out of control and don't yeah. let somebody tell you that you are. Yeah. If, look at if somebody says that or that you feel that you're more of a victim after you've left the a counseling program or, or a counseling oh session, God. run the other way. You are capable. You got yourself into this mess because you saw value in it. No other reason. No other reason. Because you found value in it. We move in the direction of what we think benefits us, even when the the end results are, can be catastrophically bad. It doesn't change the fact that our motive in the beginning was for some benefit. So, so try to avoid doing a reverse analysis where the shit has hit the fan and then you say, obviously I'm powerless. No, right. when you started this habit, it was just something that you found valuable for reasons. Figure out those reasons, read the book, go through the online program, get some coaching and work through these issues. Uh, it's just problem solving. That's it. That's it. And figuring out what you like, what you don't like, and who you are, and how powerful you are as a person. And one last thing, when it comes to sexual addiction and many of these other behavioral things, a lot of times I'm going to simplify it, although your case may not be simple, okay? But I want this to, for you to ponder on this idea, and we'll close with this. Maybe your life is just stuck and you feel like you don't have the courage to move forward. Now, courage is acting even though you're scared, acting while you're scared. So you may have to muster up some courage to force yourself to move forward and get the job that you are scared to get, but you really want, or get out of the relationship that is sexless and go find the sexual partner that will be more fun or whatever it might be whatever it might be, but evolve, evolve yeah. out of the habit. Now with substance use, I, I, I don't push that because it's, it's a little more nuanced than that. But I'm telling you a lot of times with the people I've worked with that have sexual problems, a lot of times it is just, they're holding onto that purely 
purely to avoid moving forward. Yeah, it's a procrastination yes, that's tool. Perfect that's perfect word what for it. It is. really is. Yeah. Yep. It's it's it, it doesn't matter what the behavior is. You could be sitting looking at your phone, scrolling social media, or or playing video games continuously, or just just as a way to avoid sometimes the hard work of living life. And you know, it's kind of like. It's it's kind of like certain medications that people get prescribed these days, where where you you get a kind of a level existence, and there's no highs and no lows. Yeah. I mean, that's what these behavior addictions tend to be like: is they keep you on a just kind of on this existence level, and if you're not willing to take risks, you're not going to experience the highs. Yeah, that's you know, for sure. you know, sure. and the truth of the matter is, your life just becomes this low level. Um, boring and depressing place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, but the freedom model can help. It can yes. help you to break out of all of that and, and get on with life. So sign up for the masterclass, uh, and there's the QR code for the PC users and, um, yeah, yeah. or go to the freedommodel.org. And, um, after this, there's going to be a little ad for, for our masterclass as well. So if you want to learn more, just keep listening. All right, everybody have a great week. Learn how you can solve your addiction for good without steps, meetings, rehabs, and endless mat regimens, and then move on with your life as a free and empowered person. Learn how by enrolling in our free one-hour Move Past Addiction Masterclass. To enroll in this free class, click the link provided or go to thefreedommodel.org. And when you attend our free masterclass, you'll get 50% off the Freedom Model online program and now 20% off our private coaching program as well. See you at the masterclass.